0: everybody to the greatest music nft podcast show i am your host beaks vibe and this is your number one source for all things web 3 and music nfts and wah wah wee wah, what a week we've had i mean nfts are dead pepe is a rug paulie's exposing devs and their entire families and doxing them I mean, welcome to the bear market of 2023. It is just nothing but down bad only. Another crazy week of just of just nonsense. I mean, that's what it is. So we, we track crypto and, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's great, classy stories. You know, it's the use cases that show the world that this is what crypto and decentralization is. In self custodial wallet ownership of the new frontier of finance is supposed to be. But unfortunately, this is not one of those weeks where we have a classy story to tell. So let's just get into it. First off, I'd like to take care of a little housekeeping for the greatest music NFT podcast show. We are taking a little bit of a vacation, not for the podcast, but me personally, I'm taking a little bit of vacation. So I'm going to try my best to get a couple episodes in that will carry us over for the next couple of weeks while I am on said vacation. But with that being said, you know, there are some people in the crypto space that are, have really great hearts, really great visions really honestly great track records of projects they've either given their stamp of approval on or projects they've been a part of whether it's you know from the community side or on the investment side or just you know overall as a general you know investor and participant in the space so i'd love to get some of these people that i really revere in this space because to contrast some of the stories we're going to be talking about and covering today you know there's just so much shit going on in web3 and crypto. So, we've got to talk about it just a little bit. So, last week we covered Friend Tech. And Friend Tech is an interesting little project because it's really in its beta stage. And when I mean it's in its beta stage, I mean there is not a whole lot going on in the website. And yet it really had kind of, you know, its moment in the sun. And, you know, things in crypto, you know, people are just clawing and desperate for any type of financial opportunity. And the thing that crypto is still trying to figure out for itself is every single thing about crypto seems to have a pump and dump element to it. And I don't know that that's necessarily good or bad, but it's just something I seem to be more and more conscious of. And things always will have kind of a great, you know, peak and fall, and then will over time naturally kind of, you know, stabilize and find it's, Real, you know, bottom, as they say, and then kind of be able to actually track some progress. But to just see kind of the craziness that took over the last two weeks of friend Tech, when it was really just in its beta stage. But, you know, people want to always get into everything early. So as soon as, you know, even something like a beta stage or whatever, whatever it gets announced, um, it really gets people's attention. But one of the OGs in crypto, Beanie Maxi has been flooding Frentech very hard, showing just all the stats of just how damn bad the trading volume has been, and so on and so forth. And so, you know, listen, I know there's a lot of people that still like Frentech. There's people, you know, that are obviously just watching it kind of go up and down and and not really thinking it's all too much. To be completely honest with you, you know, I always have my personal test of just like, is this doing anything that something a web 2 can't do. And when you think of things with like paywalls for content or paywalls for media, you think of like I mean OnlyFans was exactly that, right? Like OnlyFans is literally paywall for content. It became, you know, very, you know, its reputation became known for online girls basically becoming like porn models and porn actresses on OnlyFans. And so that's kind of what people think of, but OnlyFans was really just trying to be a premium you know, paywalled media platform just, like, overall, holistically. Same thing as uh, other companies like Patreon. Yeah, I think of things like Patreon where, you know, you can subscribe for a monthly fee and there's different tiers depending on how much access you want, and you can do all kinds of stuff with that as a content creator, right? You can upload video, you can upload pictures, media, all kinds of stuff, chats, you know, behind the scenes, access, VIP stuff, whatever. I'm sure you can even include like merchandise, your own like website and shop if you've got it right. You can really do all this kind of vertical integration within your own brand and stuff. Well, Tech basically just has a chat box, like a chat message, like a group chat. So if you subscribe to somebody or you own what are now called, uh, I think it's, is it, tickets or something. I They're trying to get away from shares. And so now it's, oh, keys, I think. Yeah, that's right. So now you own keys of somebody, which, you know, whatever. And if you own somebody's key, then you get this premium access, quote unquote, to their chat box or their group chat where they can reveal, you know, what's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be like alpha, you know, alpha, right? Like, you know, premium content, but the content that's premium can only be as much as you know, text messages or anything you would send in, like, a group chat or, like, a Discord message. So the ability to kind of control any kind of means of, like, well, how much premium content can I even deliver, you really just don't have that access on Frentech yet, right? So the believers think that's all coming, and the naysayers think there's just not a whole lot there, and the trading volumes plummeted. So take for it what you will, but that's what's happened with Frentech. The other big story that kind of happened this week is really the downfall of Pepe, the beloved Pepe shitcoin meme coin that took over all of the bear season. And yeah, so, you know, one of their biggest cheerleaders, we all know him, hate him, and some are somewhat fond of him, but Polly has been one of the biggest cheerleaders for Pepe, and out of nowhere... He seemingly has now doxed the devs of Pepe and their entire families in only the most scumbag of ways possible that only Pauli is so known to do. So it's no surprise that this has just become an incredibly upside down plot. I don't think people really even know what the deal is. I mean, it basically was like the number one shiller for this meme coin has suddenly become public enemy number one, trying to you know pull take down the dev in every way possible in in the worst ways possible i mean this whole idea of doxing and including people's family members and so on and so forth it's pretty insane and it's pretty messed up but that's crypto that's crypto so yeah so pepe's down bad price action's not good i mean really price action hasn't been good since may yet you see twitter spaces for pepe believers every single day so you know, this is kind of the unfortunate part of crypto. This is really why I was talking about in a previous episode just recently about kind of the mental approach to crypto, because you really just see so many people down bad. And, you know, it's hard to see people that watch, you know, that get kind of sucked into whatever it is that's the the poly, whatever they believe in that paulie has got, other than just being kind of an early caller on like a meme coin, which he was on Pepe. And really, the only other thing you know that's just caught my attention recently that I think everyone's always been aware of, but it really is pretty insane is just the bots that are in crypto, like these trading bots right and one of the things that was kind of a a highlight to the friend Tech saga was there were bots you could essentially buy shares or keys to and start to earn trading fees based off of the gains and profits that these bots would take. And anyone that knows kind of like different wallet history just knows like how successful some of these trading bots have been. And it just seems so incredibly unfair the way like retail traders or retail investors seem to just have like no way to compete against some of these trading bots that are just... You know, and, and it's really kind of a, a, a murky world in the crypto, right? So it's like, you know, there are these trading bots where services are sold and, you know, sometimes they ask for, you know, access to your wallet or access to your private keys and like all this really sketchy behavior, right? So obviously this is super, super not financial advice, um, but yeah, so I really don't have a lot of experience in any of that kind of stuff, to be honest, personally. But I just know that it exists, and it's down in the deep, dark Telegram channels where these kinds of services are pretty much sold, and you have no idea who to trust or like how to trust what, other than maybe you get like a word of mouth recommendation if someone else has had some success with it. But I know even within like projects, there are like bots dedicated to trading you know, project NFTs or whatever, right? I mean, there's, you know, trading bots for, you know, like Bored Ape Yacht Club and for D-Gods and for everything, right? So it's just really crazy. And we may have to try to do some further research or even try to bring on somebody on it for an interview that has a little bit more insight and knowledge into like really the alpha of what the bots are really like in crypto because, it really feels like there's like an unfair advantage, but it's also kind of on a personal level, not to any much of my, like, I'm not too surprised by it because this kind of stuff exists in the traditional financial world too, right? I mean, there's like always kind of rumored stories about hedge funds in Wall Street, right, in New York City where, you know, they would be doing some type of deep You know, like, they would be building their own technology infrastructure underneath the Hudson River so that they could be getting wired information or data, like, just milliseconds faster than, you know, every other, you know, trading desk. And so they could, like, their bots could then, like, execute trades faster. You know, just all these kinds of things where you're trying to get these kind of ambiguous competitive advantages within the system. And, yeah, these bots are definitely seeming to have a real strong advantage in crypto. So... It's just, uh, you know, it's another week of down bad only on the Greatest Music NFT Podcast show, but we still keep trucking and, you know, it is what it is. So make sure you all are following us and following the podcast at TGM NFT. Of course, you know that is short for the Greatest Music NFT Podcast show. Make sure you are following me at Beaks Vibe on X, aka Twitter, aka the public discourse platform of crypto and everything else. And yeah, we're still putting out these episodes weekly. Make sure you check out the avatar video version of the podcast. You can check that out on YouTube. You can check that out on X or Twitter. And you can also just listen to these podcasts anywhere. Podcasts are streamed for free. So make sure you get up on that. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a follow. And yeah, so hopefully I have a couple, maybe an interview or two coming up. And yeah, we'll just uh, keep on doing what we do best. So we will see you all same place, same time next week. Peace.